When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Football Digest Euros podcast. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, what a week it's been really, what a week in store. So we'll look back and reflect and also look forward to uh, another England-Germany game. Gosh, 25 years on. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. History repeating itself. Can England finally do it? Mm, what do we think, guys? Um, it's going to be a difficult one, isn't it? Blimey. Yeah, we thought the other night was tense. Multiply it by 10. Um, so let's look back. Let's look forward with uh, Andy Dump, my colleague, Chief Sports Writer of the Daily Mirror. Um, Jeremy Cross, Chief Sports Writer of the Daily Start. Matt Dunn of the Daily Express. Morning, morning to you guys. Um, morning. Thanks so much for joining. And um, and really, let's, I mean, let's, you know, let's look back upon perhaps where England have succeeded so far, what they can improve upon. Um, and, and and really, do we give them a do we give them you know a real chance of going a long way? Because it's not about you, but I, I've been looking beyond Germany. I get carried away, and Sweden, Ukraine next. Mm. I'm lulling myself into a full sense of security here, and I'm getting hopelessly carried away. This is what we do in England. Um, so, what what do we think? What do we think, guys? Jeremy, what do you think? What, can England, you know, do, do England look? Uh, beyond this and see that basically the prize perhaps of, you know, of beating Germany is what, what lies ahead, you know, perhaps potentially and, and that path into the final, or is that just foolhardy because the Germans, well, the Germans are the Germans at Wembley, basically. We know what normally happens. Yeah, look, it's a great draw for, for, for the competition. You know, it's probably the round, uh, tie of the round. There's some great ties actually in the, in the next round, but I think obviously for, for home reasons, it's it's the game uh, everyone will be focusing on. And look, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. On paper, if we can get past the Germans, you know, we're definitely in the right half of the draw. The, the top half of the draw is really loaded with all the outstanding teams like France and Belgium and, um, and Portugal and Italy. So it's tempting to look beyond that and say, well, you know, that's a that's a pretty good route to the final, you know. Um, there's no one really beyond the Germans who you would you would be worried about, really. Um, but it's, it would be foolhardy to actually start thinking about, you know, the bigger picture when you've got to you've got to somehow get past the Germans who, you know, we've not talked about them a lot really on this show, um, but they they've seemed to you know they've seemed to get better um, as the games have gone on, and they were in a very tough group, obviously. Um, Look, they are they are a well-drilled side with some great, great players. Champions League winners in there, proven international players. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really wouldn't like to call that game. You know, I don't think there's a lot to choose between England and Germany. But mm. my one concern for England is they need to, they're going to have to create more chances to beat the Germans. Probably they're not. You know, we, obviously the, the issue has been goals so far. Two goals in three games is is not good enough, really, if you want to go far in the competition. So. Um, it, it will be a great occasion. There are nemesis, as we know, um, and you know. Obviously, the irony is that Southgate obviously missed missed the penalty twenty five years ago, and now he's got the, the a shot at ultimate redemption. So it all 
it all comes together for a great story. And, um, you know, it'll be a tight game, that. I wouldn't like to call it. But, yeah, we're more than capable of winning the game. And if we do, obviously, we're on a, we're on a, a real high and we've got a lot of momentum and who knows what can happen after that. But I do think it would be foolish to look beyond that, that one mm. game. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, were you watching the game last night with a bit of a inevitable feeling? E- even, know, at 80, I, even at 82 minutes, you're thinking, we're still going to get the Germans. <laughs> those, those games are going so crazy, crazy, crazy in terms of things. I couldn't decide if people were trying to get to play us or trying to avoid us. Um, you know, it was it was one of those. But uh, as it's fallen, as it's fallen, uh, as, as, as I think it was waiting to fall ever since Southgate took over, he was bound to have one big England-Germany game as a manager. Uh, just as Jeremy says, because that's the way football works. That's the narrative. Um, it's a great half of the draw to be in, it turns out, because undoubtedly four of the strongest teams are in the top half, and there's really only Germany in the bottom half to worry about. Unfortunately, it's all backwards, and we've got to play them next. The one thing that encourages me is the fact that we're not landing in goals. So the, I don't know if it's encouraging or, or discouraging, but but there's the the threat of penalties looming at the end of it. Um, and all the time we stay tight, we've at least got that lottery of a chance. And I think we're better equipped, perhaps finally, to beat the Germans on penalties uh, than we have been in previous years. Um, but yeah, as Jeremy says, it's going to be a tight one. And, and whoever wins on Tuesday night will definitely start looking ahead then and think, do you know what? There's not a lot bigger than that until I get to the final. Mm, no, uh, uh, Andy, the other night we were sat... Uh, next to each other at the social really? distance of course at Wembley and um, I don't know we, we was like you know and Gilmore yes yeah yeah yeah, at absolutely. yeah we never got into that deep conversation did we and it was open air no. I'd like to, like, to, like to hasten to add but look I mean the thing is we were I mean it was, it was a really good fun night wasn't it basically it was great to see England get through and England win and basically it was nervous it was a bit tense but the thing was you know, we were desperate for England to maintain that home advantage because we had been looking, hadn't we? We had been plotting the, the route. And and as then things turn out, you've always got to play for what's in front of you. You've always. Could, can you imagine if England had finished second? They'd been kicking themselves, wouldn't they, basically? And, you yeah. know, because of, because of what happened next. And so it, it's a lesson there, isn't it, really? But, you know, is this path winnable? Is this path... Does this path leave you... As excited as a Jack Grealish dribble and across, yeah, yeah. yes, it does. No, and I, I mean, I mean, seriously, this part I, I think it's great. I, I think Germany is a is a is a great fixture for us. You know, if you'd have said we're going to play Germany in the last sixteen ahead of the tournament, you would have taken it because you know they've got a manager who's leaving at the end of the tournament. You know, they they've had some sort of um, fairly landmark defeats over the last year or so, you know, including that hammering by Spain. Um, and did North Macedonia beat them? I, I, you know, so, so, so we're, we're you, you're not against a vintage German team by any stretch of the imagination. This is a game England should win. Simple as that. You know, I, I, I don't buy into the, well, like, you know, it's the Germans and, you know, we always get beat, blah, blah, blah. I think this is a German team that holds absolutely, that should hold no fears at all for England at Wembley. Mm-hmm. You know, um, England will have, by the sound of it, um, I don't know, of the 23,000 people there, 21,000 will be England fans. I think Germany have sent their allocation back or, or, or bought 2,000 of the tickets. You know, and I just think that you know it, it should hold absolutely no fears. England should be going into this absolutely brim full of confidence. Teams are scoring goals against Germany. You know, mm. they're not scoring goals against England. 
Hungary are scoring goals against Germany. No one's scoring goals against England. Why wouldn't we go into this with the utmost confidence? You know, and not bordering on arrogance, not bordering on bravado, not bordering on overconfidence, but England should really be thinking, you know what? We've got a home tie against a a superpower that is in a very much in a state of transition. England, um, if Gareth and the FA would have us believe, are in a state where they are approaching their peak. They might not reach a peak until next year in Qatar, but that is what we're led to believe. Southgate has been, uh, you know, for a long time now. And I just think that, I, I don't know, I, I have every, every I, I can't see any reason to be pessimistic about this game. I think it's a game that, that England should win and will win. Yeah, Jim, you're laughing. You're laughing. You're laughing your socks off there. I'm laughing at Andy tempting fate as he is. I agree with what he says totally. I think on paper, England are the better team. Mm. But but is there? I mean, what I was going to ask Andy was: Do you think the psychological barrier is Germany? We all know that the history of the two nations. Do you think that doesn't exist anymore? Do you think that's a bit of a myth now? Yeah. So well, well, it, players it, we're it, having the team now don't have that experience of losing to Germany, do they? Well, exactly. I, I mean, I mean, I mean we, we, we saw that with the England-Scotland game when, 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 you know, understandably, we are very intrigued by the rivalry and the historic rivalry and, you know, um, this generation of players, I mean, they, they couldn't be more further removed from the idea of a historic rivalry between England and Germany. It just doesn't exist for them, does it? They are just yeah. another team. They are literally just another team for these guys, and which is brilliant, you know, which is absolutely brilliant. And, and, and they will know some of the players. Well, they know all the players. And, and I think they'll look at themselves and think, well, man for man, we match up against these guys. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be interesting. The one, I mean, the one thing I would throw into the, into the pot there is the best team performance I've seen at the tournament so far. And I'll be honest, I've been so busy that basically I haven't seen literally every game. Normally I see so many games of football and I haven't been on that, on that level just because I've been so busy. I've tried to take in a lot, but not quite achieved it. Um, uh, the best team performance I've seen so far this season, and I know people will talk about Italy and I understand that, it was the Germans against Portugal, without a shadow of a doubt. and. It's it's bizarre, isn't it? Because they, I thought they played quite well against France. Frankly, obviously they lost the game. We watched that, mm. and then obviously they were, you know, they, they, uh, basically last night I, I watched the second half of that because that looked sort of kind of much more exciting than the other one, and they were a bit shambolic to say the least, really. But they are they're a team in in, in transition in terms of squad, in terms of manager, Matt, aren't they? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, they they for once directionless after this tournament, um, having had such, you know, the sort of solidity of, of thought and everything else that we're kind of craved for in England. Um, uh, they're the only team to lose to France, the only team France have managed to beat. So on the plus side, you know, perhaps that's the moment. You know, if they, they can't be as good as Hungary or, or Portugal. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, yeah. And, and I'll tell you from the other side of things, it's the sort of game England-Germany that I think Harry Kane will relish. Because when you look back over those big encounters, the games that we have, when we've actually scored against Germany, it's been the likes of Shearer, it's been the likes of Lineker, who've scored those big goals, who've nicked in, who've shown the, the world class that you need to, to break down the defences, play together as long as Admittedly, they're leaking goals, but when they're against England, I think they'll be focused. Um, so I think Kane is made for that. And, and it was encouraging to see a slightly better performance 
from him and certainly him more involved. So mm-hmm. hopefully, like you say, the momentum's with us and, uh, and, and Germany are winding down to the, to, to wonder what's, what's next in terms of how their future goes under a new manager. Guys, should we should be worried about England's lack of goals, England's lack of firepower? Because it's two goals in three games. Frankly, they're not, you know, I think Raheem Sterling has been England's best attacker over I the agree. course of the three games. I don't know whether you agree, but, but obviously scored the two match winners. But it's beyond that, you know. But, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk about needing to find goals from other places. Gareth said it, you know, sort of the other night, didn't he? And it's just, I mean, set pieces is, is an issue. England are not scoring set pieces. Do you bring back some of the set piece specialists? You know, do you try and, do you try and find that way if England are not sparking, if they're not, you know, looking very yeah. fluid in their play? We've Caught. got to remember, we've, we've, like Matt just said, we've hit the post three times. Mm. So if those, those goals are the last time it, I checked, Jeremy, that doesn't count. Goals. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> if those goals had gone in, that would have had five goals in three games. We wouldn't be even having this conversation, would we? Yeah. No. But so, there's, 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 I've, right. I've forgotten, frankly. Yeah, Ster- so Sterling, Stones, and Bowden. Bowden. Yeah, it's good shout. Well, we could make it six if you could include Harry Kane hitting the post, but he did that himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got tackled by the post there. Yeah. It's an interesting shout. I mean, I mean, clearly you just can't bring people into the team to take set pieces. Um, you know, Why just, can't just, you? Well, what, what, just bring them on. I mean, well, because they've, they've got a you know, set pieces probably form about like, you know, I don't know, four or five moments in the game. I so mean, no, what, the point you, I'm trying to make is if you've you, got Walker and Trippier, right? Yes. Similar in no, terms Walker's of level. Better. Walker's better. Who'd you choose? And... Who'd you choose? I'd choose Trippier. Well, yeah, yeah, I think you're just being uh, deliberately provocative there. I mean, Walker's no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, no. If, no, if you I, are the same I, level. and uh, Yeah, okay, okay. Well, well I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, so when was the last time Trippier scored from a set piece? Well, I know what you're going to say, but I, 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 2018 gives me... 2018 gives me... Piece, 2018. Um, yeah, but it's not just about scoring, is it? Trippier, the myth. I mean, he scored one goal for England and it's not direct, though, in 2018. The delivery... It's not, it's not for, just... Been, apart from the Stones' chance, the delivery from set pieces has been uniformly fairly ordinary. Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, but listen, you're talking about... Matt's right on this. It's not about putting it in the top corner. It's about landing it on Maguire's slab of a head. If no one, if no one else in the team can pick that something that can pick that size out, then then perhaps we do need a specialist. Well, well, no, you can't just have someone just in to take free kicks for goodness' sake. You can. No, he's, not, he's not just in to take free kicks, but as John says, and goodness knows, yeah, I'm agreeing with Chris Grossi. Um, you know, you, yeah, we you, need to we need to mark this point. So, 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 Johnny, so, it's so, a point Johnny, in history. It's it's it's, it's nine thirty five on Thursday. <laughs> okay. The what is it? But, but no, if you have two similar players, that said, I don't know. If they are similar enough, and I don't no, think no, no, no. Walker no, no, was a no. better player against um, the Czechs than, than Trippier could be. How, how many assists Trippier from set pieces in the last three years? I, I don't know off the top of the head for England, or on, for, but, but when he was playing for Spurs, he had a quite a few with uh, Kane. <laughs> when he was good for that was two, two years, three years ago. Two years ago, it's nonsense. I mean, I mean, the Trippier set piece specialist thing is 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 absolutely. It's just a myth. It's nonsense. You, you're living on, on on one delivery from 2018, as good as it was, um, and and that's it. I mean, listen, you've got 11 players out there. I mean, they should be. You can't just include someone because they strike a good dead ball. You know, you why, 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 I mean, I mean. It, it, it's not. You absolutely can. Why are you including Jack Grealish? Because Jack Grealish dribbles, well, well, gets past well, people, and puts in a great. Because, because he can do it on Tuesday. 
because he can do what he did on Tuesday and go past the man and cross it for someone to score. Because um, he goes, oh, it, makes, it makes me, it makes people are screaming Jaden Sancho, absolutely screaming the place down for Jaden Sancho to start. They think it's a criminal offence that basically Gareth Southgate is not starting him. Why? Because he's just, because he's the king of assists in Germany. That's why. Cross it. Can I ask you a question? It's a different. Because ask you a question. If we got a free kick in a in a scorable area, who do you prefer to take it, Harry Kane or Kieran Trippier? Uh, de- depends which angle. But if it was straight, I'd say Harry Kane. If it was on the left hand side with a bit of curl and whip, uh, Kieran Trippier. That's what my argument. I, I agree with both arguments. Actually, I'm not sitting on the fence, but. Uh, I think he'd pick Trippier because he, he he likes him for more than just his dead ball expertise. But um, I think we have other options for free kicks. Kane takes free kicks. Grealish takes free kicks. We've got a lot of skillful players up front. It's not like we don't have Does any... Does Grealish take free kicks? Free... Look, Grealish can do anything, can't he? <laughs> I mean, Grealish can't take... Can he play rush goalie? <laughs> <laughs> not play rush goalie against Germany. <laughs> We have several options, don't we? Rashford, Rashford, I don't think Rashford will start, but Rashford can no. take three kicks. You know, it's- I think it's become even more acute because I cannot see Mason Mount starting, despite yeah. despite even though he might be on the bench if he can socially distance train. You know, it's big Mount takes corners, you know. Mm. And I just oh, think it's what become even more it? acute. See. No. I, mean, I mean, seriously, like, you know, Luke Shaw can take, I mean, any of them can take free kicks or corners or whatever, you know, just get on with it. I mean, they can't. They absolutely can't. This idea of playing a specialist to take set pieces, it's just, I mean, it's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. Get <laughs> no, James Wood mountain. It is. It Damn. is. It is. I know we get to this stage of the tournament where we're struggling for questions, but when we start asking... <laughs> about like you know, it, it can send over a set piece or whatever. Jam, penalty takers then for the shootout. Well, I don't know. Let's let's toss a coin because you definitely can't have to, you can't have specialists. I mean, the notion that you could bring on a goalkeeper. Oh, that's never worked, does it? I mean, you know, <laughs> you bring on you bring on players in big matches. You bring on and use players for for you know particular events in particular situations. What's the difference? To me, it's just, yeah. Anyway, listen, guys, before, before we really game. properly fall out, I mean, I tell you what, the you know, who who's, who starts now? Because I tell you what, the Grealish, Saka, you know, honestly, Foden was clearly wrapped up in cotton wool. I think Foden's such a special player. I love Foden, you know, he's absolutely super. Has it, you know, have we seen the best of him yet in this tournament? Maybe not, but... You know, maybe that tells us that there's something special to come because he's that good. And uh, who, who on earth starts basically in in the kind of in 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 the mix now? Because you have to think that Mason Mount is is not in contention to start. So who, who's the kind of the dynamic? Harry Kane, Wayne Sterling, surely they're nailed on. But who else is who? Who, who makes your starting lineups, guys? Well, I think the team won't be that far off. What what we saw on um, what day is it today? Of what the last game? When was it? What day was Tuesday? Now we're Thursday. <laughs> I don't think the. I think the. I think the, the back two will be Maguire and Stones. Obviously, Pickford's yeah. nailed on. Rice will play. I think the only tweak he might make is, is the decision he's got to make is: does he bring back Foden and leave out Grealish? Uh, I think that's the only call he's got to make. Kane will play. Sterling will play. Phillips will play. Um, I think Luke Shaw deserves to play at left back. Yeah. I think he was right. great. He was right. great against the Czechs. Obviously, he's got a choice to make at right back between Trippier and Walker. Um, 
I don't think you're going to see many changes from the team we last we saw against the Czechs. No, no. Matt, do you stay? Sorry, go uh, on. The, 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 the central midfield's interesting, isn't it? You know, um, um, Rice and Phillips, I think that's an interesting dynamic. Um, there, you know, whether or not um, Henderson starts. And I would start with him personally. I thought he looked good. I think what, the Henderson? gamble. Yeah. yeah. And I think the gamble of Maguire and Henderson, which, listen, let's face it, you know, we spent weeks or the nation spent weeks saying, you know, why, why on earth are you taking two players who who might not even be fit until the knockout stages, who've missed so much football? Um, you know, Gareth explained it was a luxury he had because of the 26-man squad. But we all thought, I think we all thought it was a gamble. I remember driving home from from games or from St. George's Park and and, and the radio stations were abuzz with, with, with people saying, like, you know, it's an insult. I think certainly a lot of big pundits said, it's an insult that Henderson is going and depriving someone of a place. Keane, remember what Roy Keane said? In in, in, indeed, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I mean, as I say, that that's becoming a little tiresome. But and, and he said, "Oh, is he just there because he can, he can do magic tricks?" Well, he's, he's there because he came on for the second half. And I have to say, I thought looked fit and fresh. The benefit you've got with Maguire and Henderson, and listen, Maguire starts. I think we know that. If we're debating whether Henderson starts, I think I think the benefit you've got is that is that I think we can all agree that we're looking at certain players not just in England's team, but throughout all the teams, and thinking, these guys look a little jaded. These guys have played 60, 63, 64 games, you know, some of these players. Henderson and Maguire, I mean, if they're fit, as in they're recovered from injury, they're as fresh and as rare as go as you could as you could hope for. I mean, I thought Henderson just brought that, a, a dynamic to the team in, in, in terms of that role it gives Gareth a really, really tough decision. If he is going to play the two older midfielders or, as you know, if you're being hipster about it, a double pivot, um, then who is it? The two from three. Who is the well, Bobby no, Charlton? He's not going to leave Rice out, is he? Well, I don't know. So Phillips has played every, every minute of every game so far. Well, I think he looks tired. I don't I think Henderson, what Henderson added... That, that perhaps was missing in the first half in the last game was availability. He seemed to make himself more available for the easy short pass. And sometimes I think that Rice doesn't take up those really easy positions just to keep the ball ticking over um, in the way that perhaps Phillips does with his extra energy and Henderson with his judgment. That He always seems to find an angle that he can give an easy pass for the defenders. And sometimes we, we do try to get out of that high press because Declan Rice isn't as available as he might be. And I wonder whether having played every game, it's time to rest Rice, bring back Henderson for his experience against the Germans, play him alongside Phillips in those. And I think, um, importantly, I think stick to the 4-2-3-1 system that, that we, we fell upon for, for the Czech Republic. Um, because it works so much better than the four three three, which has worked in the past, but just doesn't seem to be clicking at the moment. But this, it also allows you to play Grealish, and then your only decision really up front is whether you stick with Saka, who had a fantastic game, or you go with Foden and in that system, because I think he would have had better games in the first two if he played in the four two three one system. So, so that's his only dilemma, and I think Foden's a hell of a player, and it's no disrespect to Saka if he loses his place to to Foden because, because of the quality. But, but I have to say as well, Saka, what impressed me as well, having been stuck on the right, he's supposed to cut in. He put in two really good crosses with his right foot, which for some reason international footballers have forgotten how to be two-footed um, these days. It's frightening the number of players that just cut inside. Gareth Bale, you know, least of all world-class, but, you know, he's got a swinger on his, you know, one side of his body. And, 
you know, Saka's ability to cross with his right foot keeps defenders guessing. So that, that was just sort of, sort of an aside that, you know, he's going to really, in time to come, be an incredible international player. But but having said that, if he's fighting for a position for Foden, so is he. So, uh, yeah, we've got an, an embarrassment of talent. You know, it's rare for England. Let's enjoy it. Yeah, no, it is, it is amazing, I must say. I think Saka was such a breath of fresh air the other night. What, what blows my mind about Saka is that he's 19 and his decision-making is off the scale. He's a player, I think, of, like, as a teenager, of un, un, unrivaled decision-making. His in- game intelligence is just stunning, you know. He's, he's, I've got to be honest, you know, I, 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 it was a surprise that he started, but what a fantastic bundle of energy and positivity, mm. you know. I thought he was, he was great, wasn't he? He's really staked to claim, Andy, isn't he? We, we, I mean, yes. I mean, I, I, I think we, we probably all agree that he should start. I'm fascinated as to whether he will start or not. Mm. You know, he, he's made a, a fairly irresistible claim to start. Um, and I hope he does, but I just don't know. I, I just, I mean, but, but what other options has Southgate got? Clearly, Mount isn't really an option, is he? I mean, you can't really no, no, I can't train with the team for so long and then be an option, you know, and when we've taken care of Germany, it'll be, be an option going forward. But, no, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, it, it's interesting, isn't it, how, um, you know, you look at the widespread um, reaction to Saka's performance, and generally it was one of... You know, well, first of all, it was surprised it was in the team, wasn't it? I mean, let, 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 let's go that way. You know, having previously not been in the squad, it was a surprise he was in the team. It was certainly a surprise he was ahead of Jaden Sancho. Um, and that was the one name that you you looked at that team sheet and thought, really? Um, and then the, the interesting thing was that to the wider football watching public, it was a real a real find. You know, they, they were surprised at Saka's performance. Of mm. course, those people who watch him week in, week out, those people who watch Arsenal, um, non-stop, will tell you it's not a surprise. They'll tell you that he was probably their best player. I mean, all season, that's, that's not exactly, you know, the highest um, accolade. And it's just good that he's announced himself to a certain extent to a wider public. And he has, yeah. hasn't he, really? I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, what he's yeah. done. You know, somehow he has. His emergence as a precocious teenager has gone under the radar a little bit, I, I would have mm. thought. And this is just, you know, ideal. But... You know, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't play him. Well, when I say that, I can see why Southgate will think, well, you know what? This is a slightly different game. You know, bear in mind that he was going into a game where that was basically, albeit not a dead rubber, it was a half alive rubber, wasn't it, really? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you could get beaten, you go through. So to a certain extent, there wasn't the sudden death pressure that is going to be next Tuesday. So maybe that's what Southgate might think, well, you know, I need someone with a bit of a more experience. But I don't see where he's getting that from. I really don't. I mean, like, he's certainly not going to pick Sancho ahead of him, is he? I yeah. guess the question is Matt mentioned, you know, about Foden, but at the moment, mm. you know, I, I think that, and obviously kept Foden um, because of the yellow card. So he's obviously mm. thinking about involving him. Um, but I would just, I would just think the euphoria, the momentum, the way he's played is that, is that it'd be great to start with Saka. And bear in mind the whole dynamics of these games changed because of the ludicrous five sub rule. You know, you can change half of your outfield team. Mm-hmm. I think the Czechs did it, didn't they? If, if, if I'm not mistaken, they probably used all five. Mm-hmm. I, I lost track. I always lose track of subs. It's, it's the most bizarre. Well, it's, oh, it's, mate, it's just crazy at the minute. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Oh, so in, in, in a way, you can literally, you know, coaches are living now. Coaches are doing what, 
what rugby union coaches have learned yeah. to do. They don't call them substitutes. They call them finishers now in rugby union. Yeah. And we're getting that way with football. So if he plays Sackett, there's a 60-minute period where now they all sort of like, you know, the guy at Barnsley who's now gone to, um, where's he gone to now? West Brom, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or, or yeah. he's on his way. Now, now, now th- th- there's a guy who makes three subs every game in an hour. Yeah. Now, we can do that, you see. So, 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 so it's not so much a matter of do you pick the right starting team? That's important, obviously. But now you have that flexibility is that you can actually change the whole dynamic of your team whenever you want. Has, so anyone, I, I, bossed, has anyone bossed the substitutes? I mean, managerial-wise, I mean, coach-wise, in the Euros? Because I think it's such a, you know, I thought I think so far Gareth Southgate has made substitutes to see out games, but he's not made substitutes, if you see what I mean, to win games. So I'm 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 fine with that. I'm not I'm not getting carried away with you know that mm. criticism because you've not had to go and win games. You've had to see out games from a winning position. Maybe Scotland was slightly different. You know, he was a little bit conservative. But can anyone think of a kind of a? I can't personally. Anyone, any manager who's yeah. really bossed those five subs because it is a well, literally a game changer, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it just completely changes the outlook. I, I, I I'm 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 struggling. On that one, but I get. I guess the other point is that out that Andy's point there was that Sancho. Now you know, there's always a, a a running theme, isn't there, on sort of kind of on social media around an England game. The other night, I was thinking on Tuesday, it's definitely Jaden Sancho. Now I've heard on 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 the radio a few times, kind of you know, so called Bundesliga experts saying I can't believe he's not had a minute, and basically came on the other night, obviously, and you know what on earth, you know, it's it's criminal and that sort of thing, really. And I'm thinking, guys, seriously, do you honestly think that none of us watch Dortmund or the Bundesliga? Do you honestly think that Southgate hasn't, you know, kept a, kept an eye and basically gone out to see him? Of course he has. So this isn't about what Jaden Sancho does for, for Dortmund. This is surely about what he's not done for England in training. Do, uh, uh, what do we think? Are people, are, are, you know, guys, are you surprised that Sancho bearing in mind that, and listen, he, was, he certainly had a season that was a bit fluctuating, but Man United are about to pay about £70 million for, for, for the kid. He's clearly a huge talent, but there's something there, isn't there? There is a reason why Gareth Southgate is not picking him, and it's not because Gareth Southgate hasn't ever watched, you know, Bundesliga football. I mean, how ridiculous isn't patronising is that? I would flip it the other way, Crossy, and say that if you're a young England player and you go and play abroad, you're more likely to be part of a Gareth Southgate squad. Yeah. Because he he, he relishes the fact that you get a better education, football education. And Trippier's seemed out of it all the time he was at Spurs and now, you know, he moves to Atletico and uh, suddenly he's, you know, he's there for his fantastic free kicks, if nothing else. But, um, but I mean, similarly with Bellingham, Sancho, you know, Southgate's praised them for doing that in the past. So it's not, it's not that he doesn't know about, you know, about German football. It's got to be an attitude thing. You can only Mm. think because Southgate's very hot on that. You have to be the right mentality, the right person. And, you know, he's been to players, that seem to be doing quite well, fairly, you know, fairly cheaply in the past. Gary Cahill springs to mind. You know, people that he can't quite do what he wants them to do. It's not not necessarily attitude, because I have to say Gary Cahill is the ultimate team player. But if he if he doesn't get quite what he wants from you as a player, he, he's fairly ruthless. And and I think he's got enough players in that sort of position 
who are giving him what, what he wants, for instance, Saka, um, that the Jaden Sancho perhaps believes that he's entitled to a position. And I don't think that that will be uh, particularly well welcomed by um, by Southgate, who, who, who wants his players to be hungry uh, and, and fit into the system. Yeah, I, I must say, I do. I think the Bundes, so-called Bundesliga experts clearly aren't, you know, sort of kind of gathering their news and gathering their expertise about what happens, you know, just away from the pitch. Because yeah. if you're judging him on the pitch performances, then surely, surely he's in, but he, he's not in. And that has to be, you know, you have to look a little bit deeper and perhaps their knowledge isn't so great. Is, really. we don't, we don't, we're not privileged to see training these days, but... Um, mm. Every training session England have at St George's or at Tottenham will, will be a mini trial for every player yeah. involved. And obviously Sancho really needs to bust his balls because he's got he's got three or four players um, challenging him for the same position, which is a great luxury to have. So if anything, he needs to he needs to overly impress Southgate in training. I know Southgate when we've spoken to him during the tournament, he's mentioned players in training and how they've been impressed. He talked about Saka. Um, in the wake of the Czech uh, win, mm. he actually said, you know, he's really impressed us in training. He's impressed his fellow professionals. Maybe Sancho's not doing that. You know, we, we, we alluded to his attitude, didn't we, um, on the last show. Um, there is a history there, a slight history of, you know, a sort of lackadaisical attitude towards towards training. So, look, that, that could be the answer to why he's not started games or he's been brought on. Um, so... Um, it's on him, I suppose. And if Southgate doesn't see what he wants to see on the training pitch, he's, he's not going to pick him. No, it's an interesting point because I think that the sort of player, you know, and I, I know one player, defender, that basically, you know, a lot of people think should be in the squad, you know. I don't, I, from what I gather, he sort of kind of didn't put it in, you know, quite a while ago, but didn't put it, not to say didn't put it in, but didn't train very well for two sessions. Mm. We've not seen him again since. Training is everything to Southgate. Yeah. You know, it's about preparation. It's about yeah. mindset. It's about being ready. And I actually think that that basically, that's great because I don't think that you can get, get in on reputation anymore. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's a, you know, a positive yeah. thing. Is there any other area, guys, where we think England can improve that, that, that really, that we're missing here? Pickford has done really well, hasn't he? I think there were a few people thought it might be a weak link, but he's done great. Is there any other area where, you know, you spotted Andy, you're shaking your head, you're yeah. sort of nodding well, your head there? Well, I mean, just quickly before I do that, just quickly going mm. back on Sancho, I totally agree with you about training, et cetera, et cetera. But also, like, <coughs> excuse me, if training is the be-all and end-all for um, Gareth, then he also has to look at himself and think, well, well, well hang on, Gene Sancho, I'm not really batting, you know, I'm not batting for him to, to start or anything like that. However... It's also the job of a coach <clears throat> not to indulge players, but to get the best out of players. Now, yeah. it's quite clear from Sancho's performances, I know you're sort of reigning against the Bundesliga hipsters here, but having said that, there's no doubt about it. You know, Sancho's performances are, you know, absolutely top class. So he, he is clearly a game changer and clearly cool. uh, a very highly um, skilled player. So actually, it is your job to get the best out of him. Now, how you do that, whether you indulge him slightly or whether you forgive the odd foible, I'm not sure. You know, you can't actually just run some sort of draconian regime where if you're two minutes late for your breakfast, you don't get in the side. So that's I, I, so I, I think there is an element of that. But I, but listen, I, I just think Sancho's not on the team because there are players playing better than him at the moment who, who Gareth um, fancies um, a lot more to, to do a job. 
in terms of um, where England can improve, absolutely from 1 to 11 they can improve. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Pickford has been, you know, unusually calm. You know, his temperament hasn't really been questioned, but his distribution is still, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's still not great. I, I, you know, so I think... Too long, can, Andy. Too long. I don't know. Too wayward. You know, too long, right. too wayward, too um, wrong options. I don't know. I mean, it's not something you can cure overnight, but, you know, I just I, I do think they need to come up with a, um, I don't know, a, a, a better way of distribution. Um, fullbacks have been good in all games, hence why England haven't conceded, but they really haven't offered a massive amount of threat going forward. You know, in the modern game, you know, the fullbacks going forward are a key element. I mean, you see that in the Premier League. You know, you see that in in, in every major European league. You see that in the Champions League. The fullbacks that Gareth have selected, you know, three different pairings. Um, obviously, Walker tribute for the first game, James Shaw, and then Walker and Shaw for the third game. I've done their job in the sense that, you know, England haven't conceded. But have they really given us anything going forward? Have they really given England anything going forward? No. And I think, you know, that's what you need. So they can improve. Centre-halves, I think, have been probably the best sort of element so far. I was a little bit concerned to see Stones go off. I'm not entirely sure why, fatigue or, you know, but um, but I think they're good. I think I think Stones is ambitious with his passing, which is good. And, and, and Maguire also, who, who actually yeah. got forward in the last 10 minutes. So no, so not much of a problem there. But then you know, throughout, throughout then the front, um, the front six, if you want to call it that, yes, they can all improve. I don't want to see Harry Kane. You know, for the life of me, I do not want to see Harry Kane against Germany coming back and getting the ball off his centre halves. It's ridiculous. It's indulgence. It's nonsense. You know, he should. Where did Harry Kane cause the problems on? On why was his performance improved? Because he got in the box and got involved. He should have scored, had a, had a very good attempt that was saved. He was sort of marginally involved in the goal because he was in the box. He was receiving the ball in the box. I just I don't I think... If you play two holder midfielders, why on earth do we need Harry Kane to drop deep for possession? But anyway, well, so go on, Matt. Yeah, because when he did drop deep and collected the ball early and knocked it back to Luke Shaw, he put the pass into Sterling. He was in the gap that he, Kane had created and went through and hit the post on... Uh, against uh, the Czech Republic, I do think I think he does it too much. But I do think the fact that he does occasionally drift way out of position does create a space for other people. So yeah, we don't want to see it all the time in a Beckham esque "I'll be the quarterback" kind of way that mm. he used to play sometimes. But on occasions like the you know that Sterling chance, which he probably should have finished, um, you know, I do think it is a useful part of his armory. Not mm. least of which because his intelligence, his football intelligence, is such that he often finds the right pass to, to make the most of the sort of confusion that he's caused. So I just, I, I'm just, I, I agree with everything else that you were going through the, the A to Z of, of where we could, could get better. But I just think Kane should be allowed to drop back. I, I think that's part of his game now. Yeah, there was one. There was a message here on the on the message board that proved that we always look at him. And but but Kieran Dawes saying that basically Kane can go home. Shocking. His head isn't in the game. Do, do we, I mean, this is the week, guys, where, you know, it, Man City uh, have have been linked with a uh, £100 million bid. I have to say, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not com, com, totally convinced that that's, I think a conversation might have, might have taken place. I'm not sure it's moved a great deal this week. I think 
people are jumping on that for the sake of it really and I think kind of because I think Spurs are sort of saying no go so I'm not sure it's really moved on since last week if I'm honest um, but either way it's not great timing for, for Gareth Southgate and is it great timing for Harry Kane is it affecting him do you, do you think Jeremy in, in the head is I know oh. I, I keep on hearing all these ex-pros saying oh no he's the most focused striker out there do me a favour surely if you know that basically a team's after you big time, like Man City, that's going to be in your head, isn't it? No, not really. Why would it? I mean, it's, it's the middle of June. It's the middle of June. We've got, he's got ages to sort out his future. You can worry about that when we're getting knocked out of the tournament or we've, well, we've done the bus parade around Trafalgar Square. I mean, you know, he knows he's going to find a club. He's, he's going to move. He'll, he'll, he'll have told his agent which club he wants to go to. You know, all right, the wheels have started turning this week, and it's going to probably be a, it will become a saga because you know if if City think they can get Kane for hundred million off Daniel Levy, then it's just not going to happen, is it? So, no. But look, Kane is a focused individual. I'm, I don't have any doubts that his 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 focus is on on helping England um, trying to win the Euros. He's just going through a, a period where you know he's he's not had lo- loads of chances. I know he had a great chance on uh, against the Czechs to score, and it was a good save that. It's just one of those periods, isn't it? But, you know, if he scores one or two goals against Germany um, next week, he'll be flying again. It's just, this is what it's like for strikers, isn't it? They have peaks and troughs and, you know, we all know he's a world-class player, but I wouldn't think for one minute that his form is suffering because he's worried about getting his move to Man City. Ken will will get the move he wants this summer. It might happen, you know, in August, who knows, but it will happen. So, Yeah, yeah. You know, this is it's a guy who employs a, employs a personal chef. He leaves no stone unturned to be the best player he can possibly be. You know, I don't think a, a bit of a bit of newspaper coverage about City bidding 100 million from is going to is going to distract him from trying to beat the Germans. No, no, it's interesting. I mean, I'm surprised that you don't employ your own private chef, Jeremy, as well. But Alan, Alan, our old mate Alan Chamberlain is, is back, basically saying the same can be said of Jude Bellingham. I think he means sort of about Sancho, which we were touching on before. Uh, he was outstanding against Man City in the Champions League. Arguably, unfortunately, not to be in the team as well. I must say, the two times I love Jude Bellingham. I must say, the two times he's come on, I think he's been absolutely terrific. I was a little bit surprised not to see him getting getting the chance the other night. It, just, it it does show that England have got so many options, haven't they, really, in in, in that midfield di- you know area. I guess finding the right dynamic now is the key to um, England progressing still further, isn't it? Guys, I do want to touch on Wales because obviously Wales now, we know their path as well. Um, Andy, I think you're covering them on, on, on Saturday, aren't you? Oh. And it's, um, you know, it'll be interesting now because <laughs> all of a sudden it feels like it feels a bit like Euro 2016 all over again, really. You, you know, just sort of kind of how far can Wales get? Who can stop them? Or England on course to meet them? I mean, it's, it's, well, how do you see, how do you see Saturday, Andy? The, the well, next, I, 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 I I see it probably, you know, in in a similar way that I see England Germany in in that Wales have have nothing to fear and it's a relatively a evenly matched game, you know. I mean, it really is, and you know, this is a fascinating tournament in in the sense that you can there's not much to call between an awful lot of teams, you know. You could probably say put a you throw a blanket over the 
six most fancied teams, and the you know the the ten behind them on on that far on that far behind them. As as you just you know as you've seen the results as you saw with Hungary last night, etc. I mean, obviously, I mean it, it sort of goes without saying that the advantage Wales have, an advantage any team has in a tournament like this is that when teams are so closely matched, which I think they are, I really do. I think if you look at the bookmakers' lists, there's, you know, um, teams, about six or seven teams within a couple of points in terms of odds within, within each other. And I think that's right. Um, and, you know, as I say, it goes out saying that the advantage Wales have is they have a player who, who could possibly be, who you who you would class in his prime, is amongst the top half dozen players, individuals in a tournament in Gareth Bale. And when he's supported by, you know, um, players such as Ramsey, um, you think, as I say, it's not offering anything particularly new, but that is a key thing, you know. I mean, and 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 you'd be really delighted, John, because he can take set pieces as well. So, what more do you need? <laughs> I mean, just get him on for those, you know, when, when the subs come on. But I mean, you know, but but and he does offer all that. And you know, there's a again, it goes on saying that there's a spirit within every camp. I hate this idea that that Wales have got a better spirit than anyone else. That England have got a better legacy than anyone else. It's absolute nonsense. Every single individual nation has the same spirit, the same legacy, the same pride in the national anthem. You know, this idea that we're any different, Wales are any different, I just don't buy into that. You know, I just do not buy into that. You know, everyone has a huddle, everyone gets each other going, whatever. But it's how they how that comes out on the pitch. And um, in terms of, you know, they have a couple of players who, 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 who are, I wouldn't say mavericks, but like Daniel James, who can change the game with his pace. So, Listen, it's a tough one to call. I actually fancy them to beat Denmark. I do. Yeah, well. But, you know, but it'll be close. And and I just think that, you know, a, a, a lot of the players, you know, will tell us, you know, it comes down to big moments in big games. And certainly someone like Gareth Bale has shown that he can seize a big moment in a big game. We've all seen it. We've all mm. seen it. The other all thing that's funny, the other yeah, thing that might come into it um, is obviously Denmark have been sort of riding this wave of emotion after what happened to Christian mm. We've played the games in Copenhagen. Um, there's been some great atmospheres in at those grounds. I know, obviously, you probably saw the saw bits of the Russia win. Um, it's fantastic atmosphere. They're on that wave. They want to do it for, for their favourite player. Who's obviously recovering from that near fatal heart attack. But that all goes out the window now because they're playing in Amsterdam. So they won't have that benefit of home advantage, Denmark, which has got to be a huge plus for Wales. Wales yeah. are more than capable of winning that game. Yeah, yeah. Matt, do you think they can? Wales can go through? There's no reason why they shouldn't. Um, there again, there's no reason why Denmark haven't. And you know, with, with the events that have gone on with them, they'll feel that they have some sort of uh, spiritual reason to, to to sort of be moving through the tournament. Um, it's going to be a tight one. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've they've got as good a chance as any, and it's yeah, a very difficult one to call, I think. But uh, mm. but yeah, there's no reason why Wales would would fear this one and. Uh, and perhaps they'd embrace it. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask generally about the kind of the the tournament so far, really. What's the best game you've seen? What's the best goal? Surely the biggest flop has got to be Turkey, those those renowned, you know, you dark oh. horses that everyone said was going to go on and win it. But, those uh, two games know. last night, although they had an in-draw, oh, you go, you'd have to go a long way to see two better games than those. You didn't get a winner from either game. It was yeah. two cracking games. Real top quality football, controversial incidents, great goals. You know, we had three penalties in one game, yeah. which were all a bit dubious. 
and then one that wasn't given, um, which could have had a seismic impact on on the outcome. So those two games last night, I think last night those two were the best, that was the best best we've seen, the, the best night of the tournament so far with those two. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what, one player that's really caught my eye and sort of kind of got a bit of sympathy with Murata. I mean, what's he got? What's he got to do? I mean, he has become comedy at the moment, really, isn't it? Really, but Spain finally found their goal scoring touch yesterday. Really, didn't they? That was quite. It was a fun game to watch in the afternoon. If you caught any of that, so it was. It was. Um, bizarre. I mean, also in the top half of the draw, Crossy, along with all the other big cuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, you'd have to say they're not really. You wouldn't no. have put them in the in the absolute elite, would you? Well, look, they're not, they're not a patch on what they used to be, are they? Look, they, they were the greatest team of, of a generation not too long ago. But then, you know, they all all teams in future, Spanish teams will get compared to the, that great side. But no, they're not a patch on those. But you still wouldn't want to play them, though, would you? They're still capable yeah. of playing some nice stuff. And, you know, they scored a couple of goals last night that were, sorry, yesterday afternoon, that were more more like the old Spain of old. So, you know, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be a tough team to, to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. they won't. They won't get to the final, though. No. The, the, the player that always I love, you know, watching and gets me off the, the, the edge of my seat. I've got to say, he's probably my favourite player in in the world right now. I know people always have the Messi and Ronaldo um, debate, but I'm ready to move on for Kylian Mbappe. I just love him. I just, you know, he's maybe even not even caught fire yet, but I just think, you know. It, it, you know, he's a player that people forget was already a World Cup winner. He's, I just think it's prime for him to, to you know, seize it because he looks good. He looks sharp. He looks ready, hungry. Yeah. And I just think he looks ready to to absolutely seize this tournament for me, yeah. I think. You know, I, 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 think, I think you're right. I also think that, you know, um, I'm enjoying Paul Pogba at the moment. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed right. him in, in last night's game. Um, you talk about highlights and, and players of the tournament so far. You know what? I think the best player in this tournament. I'm not saying he's he, he's demonstrated it um, so far overall, but the reason why I think Belgium will win the tournament is that I think Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the world. I wow. mean, you, you know, in terms of the all-round package he brings to that team, um, he's a goal threat. His passing is just, I mean, just, I mean, just on another level from anyone else. Literally, I mean, from anyone else, and that's why I think you know. I mean, I think that second half against you know as as mundane and mediocre as they were in that first half against Denmark. Second half, they were outstanding. I, I, I love that performance. And I just love watching him play. And I, and I just think that, as I say, you will get one or two individuals that rise above this tournament. I think Kevin De Bruyne is one of those. Mm, yeah. The, the 2013 young player, express young player to watch. I picked him out then. Jose found him off to Wolfsburg by, Chris, by, by the new year. But uh, but no, we were on preseason tour then, and he looked to play. He just got back um, from a loan in in Germany that summer, and having seen that, just and he's gone on and on, and he's just he's an incredible player. He, he's he's almost Jack Grealish like in, in his abilities. But um, what uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I was in the mood of agreeing with Andy. Um, <laughs> I'd like also, I think Mikel Damsgaard. I've, caught my eye for Denmark at a time when his nation obviously needed somebody to sort of pick them up from that, that horrible first match. Um, uh, and I, he's caught my eye as someone who, when they needed a creative spark desperately, uh, has surprised caught a few people out and, and perhaps made a, began to make a name for himself. 
Um, but yeah, but other than that, I think it's it's the big characters now in these closing mm. stages. Can it be Pogba? Can it be De Bruyne? Can it be Jack Grealish? Somebody's got to take this tournament by the throat and improve. Uh, 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 the best player often plays for the best team. And that's no no surprise there. Uh, and it's, we're waiting for a superstar, so I think, to emerge. Yeah, actually, we should, we, should do, well. we should do a funny, uh, a funny at one stage, shouldn't we? About those I kind of, was uh, rather comical. Uh, pick, your, pick your next World Cup, England World Cup eleven. We should do, we should do that. Perhaps sort of when England, well, I'm hoping England go all the way. But if they don't, maybe we should look at the demise and sort of kind of see. Oh, inevitably, reporters get asked to pick your, your next, your next eleven. Mm. And basically, always shows up some amazing ones that go by by the way, what by the wayside. Absolutely fantastic. I actually got asked, but towards the end of last season, for from the ones to watch, and I just think you you basically take your pick from anyone from Aston Villa who absolutely got uh, uh, yeah the, 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 the got the, the the England Academy coming through as it stands. Let's see if they if they graduate. It'd be quite interesting. But um, uh, it, I'm going to finish, guys, on the kind of the on on the funniest moment perhaps that you've seen so far of of the tournament. I hope you read your script. I hope you read your notes. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Andy, you'll flunk something from somewhere. I, I, um, but then, I, you know, anything, I'll, I'll, anything caught your eye that's been sort of caught of my eye. Um, I can't remember who they were playing, but North Macedonia, there was a, there was a rather rotund supporter in the stand <laughs> and he was banging this drum during the game. Because they've had a great following in the North Macedonia. I know they didn't yeah. qualify, they didn't come close to qualifying, but they were a great addition to the tournament. But um, he's got this massive drum and his flags on it and everything, and he's cracking this drum, and the um, the skin of the drum just breaks because he's hitting it too hard, and he just carries on. And the the, the thing, what, what is that thing called that they hit a drum with? Does anybody drum know? Stick. That'll be it. That'll be it. Yeah, drumstick. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. With the big comment on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The stick is just going into the into fresh air in the middle of the drum, and he just not even realised. This goes on for about half an hour. It's a clip of it on YouTube. It's really funny. And the other one was the um, was it the guy from Hungary who scored and jumped over the thing and table, yeah. the life out of that female journalist who was commentating on the game. Flipped the yeah. table in the air. It was just like amusing. And I think he contacted on social media afterwards to apologise. Nice, nice. Anything catch your eye, Matt? Yeah, um, I enjoyed um, Andrei Yarmolenko's contribution to the tournament after Ronaldo uh, very sanctimoniously moved aside his Coca-Cola bottles and says, I don't drink this, I just drink yeah. water. And Yarmolenko in a later press conference said, hey, where's that bottle? Get that here, line them up. The Heineken, yeah, I'll have that. Heineken, Coca-Cola, please get in touch. And you think, good for you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. If these players think that this is that anyone believes this is what they actually do or drink, then... Yeah, you take the money, you take the freebie, the bumps and the everything else. Let's, yeah. let's just treat it for what it is. I thought, you know, it was a strong message from Ronaldo, but but you know, at the I mean, same Ronaldo, time, he's Ronaldo used to, to be money. sponsored by KFC. Well, exactly. You yeah. know, they've been they, 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 yeah. Do me a favour. Yeah. We all love a KFC, but let's be honest, it's not that healthy for you, is it? Well, I don't know. The popcorn chicken's very nice. <laughs> what I like it or two. I'll tell you what, what, what is amusing, Johnny, is um, trying to um, second guess what Roy Keane's going to cut with next, you know. Mm. It's like, you know, I'm just feeding him these, like, lines about, oh, Chilwell and Mount were talking to Gilmore for whatever. Oh, why would I talk to anyone, blah, blah, blah. And it's just so old hat, and it's actually quite amusing now. And it's quite amusing. What really must be winding him up, I mean, to the point of driving him mad, is that it really is 
the sort of friendly tournaments, isn't it? The amount of times mm. you see players, you know, I saw Declan Rice and Suchek and Sufal doing the um, that old Daft Hammers irons, whatever you call it, sign it. Somehow they've 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 inherited over the last I don't know, goodness knows, last twenty years or, or whatever. And like you know, and 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 players now are getting together after a game as Chilwell and Mount know to their cost. And like you know, they're all mates, aren't they? It is. It, mm. it's, it's the friendly games, isn't it? I mean, it is mm. the friendly games. Can you can you remember a, a particularly um, nasty incident on the pitch? I'm struggling. I mean, mm. you know, okay, you know, we've had we've had a sending off. We, we, we've had the, a bad tackle now and again, but I can't remember any sort of particular animosity. You know, no, everyone right. is really, really pally. And I just mm. think I mean, it's very nice, you know. It's, it's the era we live in, isn't it? And it's just winding Roy Keane up to the point that he's going to explode, like you know. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Ronaldo swapped his shirt at half time yesterday, didn't he? Did. Imagine how that went down in the Keane household. <laughs> it's yeah. Has, uh, has, just, has Roy Keane had his had his had his time? Is it? You know my view on this, no. and I I feel as if he's. You know, I think he's got a bit of a limited shelf life, but I just because I think he's been a great pundit. Please don't get me wrong, but when he's when he's almost inventing rows or something like that, it's become a parody of himself. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, listen, it's great. I think some of the things he says, you know, I I mean, it resonates with a lot of people. You know, people Mm. still, and as long as long as people still think, yeah, you've got a point there, mate. What's he talking to him in the tunnel for, or what's he, you know, getting a selfie with, or what's he swapping his shirt for? A lot of people, you know, certainly my generation, say you played Sunday league football, amateur football. You know, that, 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 that's that, that's that's you know that resonates with them. But in the modern game, these these guys, these characters, these people, you know, um, these modern professionals, then then really the actual bitter rivalry and the sort of win it all costs. Sort of, I'd rather you know go over the top of the tackle and then sort of ask how your family are. Those days are gone. I mean, those days are long gone. I mean, literally, you know, I think someone, I'm trying to think who was saying the other day about that. Um, say anyone play, will come back to me. But but, but as I, I just have noticed that this, and maybe, and, and this is obviously, we're in the funny section, this isn't funny, but maybe we're in, in an era where, where, where people are sort of thinking, well, you know, let's have a, it's given the last year and a half and what's happened to the world has maybe given these guys a sense of perspective. You know, I mean, mm. uh, and I generally think that, and I generally think this tournament reflects that, that they've got, you know, okay, well, you might get knocked out or you might get a draw against, you know, whatever. But in the end, you know, they're all they're, they're all concerned about each other and their families. And I think that's great. Mm. No, you're right. You're right. It is, it you were a massive a shindig when England played Germany. <sighs> what do you mean? You were a massive shindig when England played Germany. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, look, yeah, let's look forward to it, guys. But no, no, well, listen, guys, that's a wrap. Thanks very much indeed. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And uh, yeah, but, uh, I think we'll see you, see you next week. So when, <laughs> when, when, we'll know, when we'll know by then. <laughs>